This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham. 87,000 views behind the Louisville Squirrel. We're making progress, but we have we have less than two days to get this done, America. Let's go. Go what? to at ACC what? Network on Twitter. Watch our announcement from yesterday. Our goal by to end the business tomorrow is to catch the Louisville Squirrel that had 315,000 views. We are now up to 228,000 views. So we're 87. <laughs> we're never going to catch that squirrel. Wes, that's the kind of attitude that will get you canceled. You understand that? That attitude right there will put you on the couch for the rest of your life. Yes, we are going to catch the squirrel, Wes. That, you got to get a better attitude towards this. Come on. Work with me. Work with me. Let's get to some calls. Let's get to some calls. 844-SAY-ACC. 844. That's it. You got it. No, wait. Are we no. starting with no, we're starting with Maggie. Let's, I'm sorry. We've talked no. to John and Michael, and no. we're gonna to talk to Maggie in North Carolina. Maggie, good morning. Hey fellas. Good morning. Buongiorno. Hey, Maggie. How are you doing? Banny. Good. Very good. Well, I just wanted to call and say that I love you guys. I'm going to miss you guys terribly. I feel like I've lost my best friend. No. My husband and no. I. No. Yes. No. We've watched no. you. My husband and I have watched you guys every morning these past few years. We are huge, huge sports fans, huge ACC fans, and our conference has a huge debt to pay to you guys for supporting the different sports and the student athletes—it's just—I um, just love you guys. Well, we appreciate wow. those kind words. And by the way, uh, what kind of debt are we talking about? They're going to give us uh, six, seven figures. Uh, you tell me, Maggie. You may be—you may have some inside information. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, oh, I, think, I like the uh, sound of Mark, that. with your with your good marketing skills, Mark, you ought to be able to figure out a way to capitalize on that. Uh, that is the game plan. I, I will tell you that. Uh, that is still in the works. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to that. But listen, we are not going anywhere. I mean, this show, the way it's constructed, uh, will say adios tomorrow. But I'm just going to tell you just to stay tuned. Uh, you know, ACC Network. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this network is just a couple years old. I mean, this thing is going to continue to grow and scope and content and everything else and i think you're getting ready to see that and so uh we've had so much fun on the show cutting up and like i said the the student athletes are the stars of the show we just kind of get in front of the parade each and every day but we really really do appreciate you watching and the kind words we really do yeah thank you maggie very kind appreciate it Uh, my 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 call of course appreciate no 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 thank you uh david in south carolina next on packer and durham david Good morning, Mark. Well, I just wanted to compliment you on all that y'all have done for the ACC. As a former student athlete 50 years ago, I chose the ACC um, because of its high standards and uh, academic as well as athletics. 
that goes back to uh, McGuire and uh, South Carolina leaving the ACC due to his high standards. Uh, Press Merib is going to LSU because he wasn't going to be able to play in the ACC. Um, and their standards still apply today. So I'm very, very proud to be a former ACC athlete and uh, graduate. Uh, so proud of my good friend, Cree Rollins, who this past year came back and got his degree at Clemson. Um, Wes, last time I saw you was on the sideline of our alumni event. I know where it was. Uh, That's I'm it. Just, uh, uh, Mark, uh, I've known your dad uh, from way back in the day, and uh, Woody was just one of the best, and uh, I really enjoyed your show. Thanks for highlighting all that has been done hey. in ACC and what you're doing for, for softball. You know, Clemson, we got a pretty good lady softball team now. No doubt. There you go. Thank you, David. Hey, uh, let me let me say this real quick. David in South Carolina is David Angel, who played on Clemson teams in the early 1970s and was a terrific, not good, terrific basketball player in this league. You'll hear about other teams in the 70s like North Carolina and NC State for reasons because they contended for national titles. But, Pac, you and I have talked about those guys that played in the late 60s and early 70s who somehow or another, you know, kind of the, the memories of their careers get a little foggy, right, when you when you move this far back. But he was an unbelievable player, went on to an incredible successful career and still is, I think, in the Rock Hill area in insurance. But our thanks to David Angel. That's a very kind call from a gentleman who was a major force in the development of ACC basketball nationally in the 70s. 100% right. I can't add another thing to yep. what you just said because that's spot on. Yep. Uh, have we ever taken a call from New Hampshire? Uh, not until now. Okay. Kim in New Hampshire. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Anytime. Oh, no, you're welcome. <laughs> I just wanted to say... Uh, thank you so much for making my day, starting my day off right. Love watching you guys. Uh, new to the league this year. My son coaches in the league this year. And uh, nice. I learned so much. Learned so much from you guys. And uh, wanted to wish you well. And thank you for, for starting my day off right. Uh, Kim, where does uh, your son oh. coach? Uh, he is the pitching coach at Wake Forest. Oh, Awesome. Congratulations. Okay. Yes. Congratulations on that. <laughs> so how often do you That's get a chance awesome. to come down to us? How often do you get a chance to come from New Hampshire down to Switzerland and check out the Deeks? <laughs> uh, we come down uh, every couple months. Uh, it's a long haul, but it's so worth it. Winston-Salem is a beautiful place. North Carolina is gorgeous. It is. And by the way, uh, the next time you come down, uh, if you can somehow get in contact with us, uh, I could really, really use some fresh, real, legit maple syrup because it is different there. A hundred percent. Not a problem. I I am your gal. No problem. All right. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. Not a problem. We appreciate you calling and good luck to your son and uh, best wishes. And thanks for watching. Thank you, guys. God bless. Good luck. You too. Take care. It's Clifford D. Cat. Somebody wanted to check in here on the last show. Yeah, I tell you what, that cat about. Make sure you're okay. Took out my jugular the one time you brought it here. 
Yeah, I know yeah, the guy. That's do, a forty percent mountain lion. Is what I told you it was the first time I saw it. There he is, right there. Oh, wait, it looks like He's Clifford's. Uh, looks like Clifford's put on a few pounds there, Wes. What's going on there? Clifford. Clifford's been on a bit of a program. We've tried to get Clifford on a program here. Yeah, he's kinda, trimming he, down. Need to get Clifford on a treadmill. Out bringing moles and voles, huh? Need to what put are we that, doing, Clifford? Need to put How that mountain lion on a treadmill. Needs to lose a couple pounds. All right. Needs to get on the Pac-Man wellness I think program. TJ, is it Pac-Man wellness program? PJ. PJ in South Carolina. Next on Packer and Durham. PJ, good hey, morning. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. What's happening? Oh, well, join a second. Hey, wait, just, wait, 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 well, I know why you're calling. You, you want to host the show now. I know how it goes. It's going to be. Uh, oh, yeah, it's going to be. It's my application. In. Yeah, it's going to be called Hall and Durham. Is what it's now going to be called moving <laughs> forward. Exactly. Wait, yeah, wait, but uh, if it's, it, but wait a second, but wait a second, it would not be West not, Durham. No, it would be the Will other Durham. Durham that would be hosting right. with PJ Hall. Right. That's why I said what I did. Be Hall and Durham. Yeah. Hey, I, do, I deal well enough. I deal well enough. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, on a serious note, you feeling good though? Hundred percent, ready to roll? I am. Yeah. It's feeling good. Uh, I've been sprinting a little bit, doing more rehab. So it was just a slow process to be able to get back up and you know doing more basketball stuff. I mean, forever it was like you're on one foot, shooting one foot hooks, and barely walking around. So now that I'm running around more, I can jump. Um, I've been doing like semi basketball workouts, so it's it's definitely coming along. But it was slow for sure. Yeah. You know, I tell you what, from a selfish standpoint, I'm glad you're back. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of opportunities for folks to go all over the place, but, dude, you you were balling it last year before the injury, and I expect big things from you in 22-23. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, PJ, I, um, I know you're coming back from the foot injury. Is the most disappointing part of it not being able to work out, or is the most disappointing part not a, not being able to play golf at this point? Oh gosh, both both suck. Um, I tell you what, the golf. <laughs> I, I remember when I first released the walk, and my my I waited two days to ask our trainer how long I play golf for because I didn't want to ask right off the bat. I was a little I don't want to do that, but I asked him. I was like, when can I get out of there? That's that's therapy right there. Just get out of there and whacking the ball around but I'll tell you what I've rewatched. I'm telling you probably about 15 to 16 games this past year multiple times not working out has been horrible I mean it has been terrible mm. I sit here I literally watched the Virginia Tech ACC tournament game last night it's in my bed I know the ending the whole time and I just can't look, take my eyes off of it it's, it's probably unhealthy but it's uh, it's making me want to get out there well, I was going to say it would be a great well, incentive as far as, hey, let's get back to work. But before you do that, though, man, oh, that yeah. rehab, I've, I've always found during my time at Clemson for rehab to go into max drive-in was always the best solution. Oh, for sure. Is that a cookie? <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Sure. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Well, hey, PJ, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, but it actually encompasses all student athletes. 
people like yourself and other student athletes around the ACC are the reason this show's been successful. Exactly okay. Right. Um, and I'm going to use you as the example, but uh, because you become a friend, and I would tell you that uh, the way you come on, have fun with us, talk about your sport, talk about the challenges of being a student athlete, you and your other colleagues at Clemson who are in that category and around the footprint of the league is why the show's been successful. So as much as you thank us, we appreciate what you've done and the play you've had not only on the floor but off the floor and just the kind of people you are. That makes an impact on this program. So we thank you as much as you thank us, okay? Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Hunt's going to say congratulations to you when you're moving on. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Oh, Appreciate yeah. that. He didn't know Hunter Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know who yeah. he was talking Tommy, to. Hunter, Hunter if you want to get, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you want to get, you know, Chase Hunter or anybody else, you know, runs by the phone here in the middle of a workout, you know, you just call us back, okay? If Brownell comes <laughs> for in sure, there, for sure. then, then you got a problem. But otherwise, I think you're good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, man. Be right, good. Well, Thank you for yourself. the call, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Pack, look, we've had we've had two Clemson bigs call within the last what five minutes. One played fifty years ago, and the other one's playing now. How about uh, that? Well, that's kind of what the, this league's all about, right? We yeah. talk about that all the go. time. That connection of the ACC brethren—that's what it's all about, man. Really is. Yeah. Uh, James in Georgia, next on the Packer and Durham show. James. Hi, good morning, y'all. Good morning. Um, thank y'all so much. For everything y'all do, man, y'all y'all are the whole meaning of the ACC network. I watch y'all from mm-hmm. seven to ten and ten to one, and um, y'all bless y'all. And uh, oh man, I miss you. You're, you're the meaning of ATL West. You go Jackets. <laughs> hey, hey James, can I ask you a question? James, can yes, I ask sir. you a serious question? Since you watch yes, from sir. seven to ten and ten to one, does our show from ten to one get actually better than it was at seven to ten? Just curious. <laughs> It's just it's just as good as seven to ten, man. Y'all are the whole meaning of this channel to me. Uh, I mean, y'all are the two best guys, man. I love y'all, and I miss Wes so much at Georgia Tech calling football games. It, it drives me crazy. <laughs> but y'all are just, man. God bless y'all. Y'all are y'all are the whole meaning of everything. Just, y'all, everything I've done is such, such a perfect thing, and God bless y'all forever. Now, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, Stay tuned. James. Good luck that's to the Jackets. Kind. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks very much. And that's uh, kind to hear from so many people here today. Wes, and, Wes, uh, maybe Wes we'll get, are, yes, are, you li- are you a little disappointed that the show from 10 to 1 would have been just a little bit better? Just, I mean, I mean, because because we make so many mistakes from 7 to 10 that you think that from 10 to 1 we have corrected it and would have been better. I, that would be my hope, yes. Yeah. That's always our kind of our goal. That right. and chasing that squirrel. Hopefully, we we'll yeah. get that sucker. That's it. Uh, when we come back, the what if ACC championship games you never got to see mm. because we had divisions. How about that? That and more next. Packer and Durham on a Thursday on this the Atlantic. This is the Packer and Durham podcast. Packer and Durham on a Thursday, 844-SAY-ACCN, the number for the program. Guest-wise today, it all starts in the Power Hour. Link Jarrett, 
the new baseball coach at Florida State will join us. And speaking of the Knowles, the guy running the show, Michael Alford, will join us around nine thirty, and yeah. uh, we look forward to having both those guys on. And uh, Link's been on a bunch here lately, of course, with Notre Dame getting him to Omaha, an incredible job in South Bend. He goes back home, and uh, we'll talk about family a bunch. I think with both those guys when they come on next hour. Yep, agree with that. Um, of course, the ACC's adopted 355 as a schedule model to start in 23. So this fall, we say goodbye to the Atlantic and the Coastal at the end of the football season. That will determine the championship game in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. But what if we'd gone this route from the start when the ACC expanded to 12 and then to 14 for football? What would it have looked like had we not had divisions and gone with a 3-5-5 or the two best teams ending up in the championship game? Could it have been different? Could it have been better for the league? Would it have been worse? Well, games that would be different without divisions since 2016, Pack. There would be none since 2016, by the way. Everything would have played out the right way with no divisions. However, from 05 to 16, look at the top 15, top 10 type matchups we could have had in the ACC. Well, 2016 would have been spectacular. It's still, I said the other day, it's one of my favorite games uh, that's ever been played in this league when you had Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, two really high-profile quarterbacks and teams in that environment in Death Valley. We could have had part two uh, in Charlotte. would have been spectacular. Uh, I don't think anybody's touching uh, 2013 Knowles. I mean, I I talked about that game, I think, yesterday uh, where the Knowles went to Death Valley on my birthday and beat uh, Clemson by about 115 points. Florida State was just on another stratosphere versus everybody else in 2013. But these other games, Wes, would have really been fun and competitive. And I go back to the 05 game on this list, the very first one. Because yep. remember, we've harped on this. When Miami joined the league, we just assumed the Canes were going to be in this game all the time. And you would have had a great showdown, right? Miami was rocking during that era. Frank Beamer had it doing his thing at Blacksburg. That 05 game would have been awesome. And that's why that Miami-Virginia Tech game, even prior to joining the conference, it was a big deal in the Big East. It was a big deal early in the ACC. And this new format... It's the only game that I just go, ah, I mean, it's a shame we're not going to get that game permanently every single year. We'll get it, you know, twice in a four-year span with what was announced. But uh, pretty cool to go through that list. That 2016 ACC championship game, I would have loved to have seen Clemson-Louisville Part 2. That would have been spectacular. Yeah. And the other one on there that's interesting is 08 with Boston College and Georgia Tech. Uh, Remember, BC ended up playing Virginia Tech in that game because Virginia Tech had won the tiebreaker against Georgia Tech in 2008. That was Paul Johnson's first year. Um, The the curious part about that uh, would have been that uh, BC who beat Virginia, or Virginia Tech who beat BC. But in 08, that first year, Georgia Tech and BC had played in the second week of the season and they had Ron Brace and B.J. Raji in their defensive line, and it took a late option play and a great touchdown run by Jonathan Dwyer to seal the game for Georgia Tech because B.C. was so good on defense at the time for uh, Frank Spaziani pack. 
I mean, it was just unbelievable how back how offensively driven Georgia Tech was and how defensively driven BC was. Um, the other one that comes to mind is uh, the 06 game, which would have featured Calvin Johnson and Georgia Tech against Virginia Tech again. They had played in the regular season. I mean, th- that was a terrific game in Blacksburg in 06. It would have been a spectacular game in the ACC championship as well. It- it's just kind of funny the way this thing kind of plays itself out without divisions. But it is ironic that we've also had, not had this situation without divisions, if you factor it in, since 16. Uh, Clemson's dominance certainly plays a factor in some of that. But as well, it's also kind of settled itself on the coastal side somewhat, as, even with that you know seven and seven year run. Well, and also keep in mind, too, the, the COVID year, which Notre Dame was an actual ACC football mm-hmm. member, we did not have divisions. And we had Notre Dame and Clemson right. part one in South Bend, where the Irish went in overtime. That's a game that Trevor Lawrence did not participate in. And then we had the rematch of two teams ranked in the mm-hmm. top four, uh, which was really the ultimate conference championship weekend game. It, it had nothing to do with where it just means more or anywhere else. The big game right. was the ACC. It was in Clemson and Notre Dame. Yeah. And, of course, uh, both of them go on to get into the college football playoffs. So, uh, you know, again, I like the decision by the league to go this new format. Uh, We'll see how this thing plays out. You can't get everything you want when it gets to scheduling and there's 14 members in your league. Totally different when there's only eight or there's 10. You can get all that taken care of where everybody plays everybody. But because of expansion, you're going to have to have some sacrifices. I think you saw that with the league in terms of, hey, having to give some things up, as you pointed out, to get something else in return. So I think fans will be satisfied with it moving forward i do yeah no i agree with you on that by the way the clock is ticking our friend david hale uh, noted this the other day on twitter the clock is ticking in this final season of divisions as we know it for nc state syracuse and louisville those are the three schools that have yet to appear in the championship game or win a division title so therefore (laughs) wolfpack orange and cards be something if one of you went this year representing that division against the Coastal Champ. Well, the Coastal, as we know, the infamous Coastal Chaos, where every year we just altered, hey, you won one? Cool. Have you? No, no, you win this year. I mean, the Coastal's been nuts. So everybody's <laughs> had a chance to, right. to sip from the uh, the proverbial champagne glass on that deal. But the other side, it's really been dominated by Florida State and Clemson in recent memory. But, you know, Wake and BC have had their moments. And then you go, well, that's the bar bet, right? Who are the ones that have not? And uh, it's not that Louisville wasn't good enough. In 2016, they might have been one of the best teams in the country. Uh, With a break here, there in Death Valley, they're playing in the ACC title game, not Clemson. Oh, by the way, that was the year the Tigers won the national title. That's how good Louisville was. NC State's had really good teams, and maybe this is their year. Maybe this is their year from that perspective. So you, you never know how all that stuff is going to play itself out, though, Wes. So, you know, it's why we keep score. But it is a good bar bet, though. It's a good bar bet. Yep. All right. More coming up. We'll continue our uh, kind of dive into these schedules and the way it sets up. Packer and Durham on a Thursday and the last chance to win the division. Wolfpack, cards or orange? That's next. Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. 844-SAY-ACCN, the number for the program. Link Jared joins us coming up here at the top of the hour to lead off the Thursday Power Hour on the program.
Do you want to uh, update the tote board? Have you updated? I, I didn't look at, at it during the break. Recently? I didn't look at it during the break. I did put out a tweet a second right. ago that uh, we were 87,000 behind the squirrel, but I don't know where we are as we speak. I did not look. Uh, Pac has started the show. <laughs> uh, everybody was very kind yesterday after we made the announcement that tomorrow will be our last edition of Packer and Durham. But Pac noted we had 200 and what, 20 some thousand we people. Had, uh, before the, the show started, video. yeah, before the show started, I, I tried to put it, keep you under wraps a little bit. That we got all these people saying so many nice things and we do appreciate it. I'm being kind of tongue in cheek here. But, um, but to put things in perspective, at ACC Network on Twitter, at ACC Network, right? Uh, they put yeah. a clip of our announcement yesterday. And surprisingly, uh, at the time before the show started, there were 224,000 views of it. And before right. you get the big head, I scrolled down and uh, there was a replay of a squirrel scoring a touchdown in a game in which West Durham actually did the call back in 2018 where the squirrel had 200 and uh, no 330 uh, no excuse me 315,000 views. So I made reference to the fact that we were basically 90,000 views behind a squirrel scoring a touchdown to put things in perspective. And I just thought that if you really want to show your love and appreciation to what uh, this entire show has been to you and all the people that have worked on it, let's see if by the end of tomorrow this show can catch a squirrel scoring a touchdown at Louisville. So I've been told now that our number's up to 231,000 views. So we've had 7,000 views of that at ACC Network since the beginning of the show. But we are still a long way behind. We are 80, what, 83,000 behind? 84,000 behind? We got work to do. So let's get after it. At ACC Network uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Let me give full credit. Uh, I was just on the show. James Bates, who won a national championship playing for Spurrier of Florida, is the guy who actually narrates the squirrel scoring the touchdown. I'm on the – I mean, you hear my voice a little bit, but on the whole, it's James. I hate to break the news to you. We don't care if it was your voice or James Bates' voice. We really don't care. The point of it is a squirrel scoring a touchdown at Louisville – is dusting us and so again just from an ego standpoint we've got to be able to catch the squirrel i mean if we can't catch the squirrel that's true uh, that's three years of hard work going right down the drain if we can't catch the squirrel (laughs) just no impact whatsoever so that's the deal that is the deal all right Uh, enough said let's get back to serious work here all right um we went to break talking about these three schools that have never won a division um are you surprised by that? David Hale tweeted this the no. other day when the schedule was announced that NC State, Syracuse, and Louisville are the no, only three never to appear in a championship game. No, I like to call these bar bets, uh, and I think I would have gotten this one right. And the reason for it is the Coastal was a wash. We know that every year for seven years, somebody new showed up in Charlotte as the Coastal Division champ. So that, that takes care of that side. And the other side, like I said, really for the most part, since uh, 2010, for the most part, it's been a Florida State Clemson love affair uh, in the Atlantic. Now, granted, there's been a pop up here, there, Virginia Tech and Wake Forest, et cetera. But uh, so I think out of you'd have done some homework and gone, all right, Syracuse, eh, I don't remember them having a run to be like, no, they're not in. Forget that. 
Uh, Louisville, uh, they were close, but not quite there. And then, of course, NC State. Of course, Wolfpack Nation is going, oh, you guys are picking on us again. We're really not. This could be the year for NC State to throw their name in the hat and sure. say, guess what? We're right. good enough to win this division. So uh, it's a good bar bet, but no, I'm not surprised uh, that the answer is three. I, I think I would have gotten that one right. Yeah. The uh, the interesting part is that, you, and you just touched on this, I think NC State, you know, obviously they play Clemson in late September. We understand that's going to be two of the heavyweights in the Atlantic, but there October are also 1st. others that are, that are heavy, heavyweights in the Atlantic. Um, they could make this thing pretty interesting. It's Clemson-Wake Forest and then Clemson-NC State in consecutive weeks on the ACC schedule. So you, you start looking around and you think, okay, does the Wolfpack have a chance? Well, certainly they do. Syracuse, that's a little bit steeper hill, but arguably the best running back in the league pack, Sean Tucker, right? Um, behind an offensive line and, and Robert and Nye's concepts and things like that. Then you have Louisville who uh, flashed a moment uh, or two during the last season, but seemingly has a lot more back. And after our visit with Scott Satterfield a few weeks ago, they got more back than I think people realize on both sides of the ball. And with a an explosive piece of quarterback like Malik Cunningham, who's to say the cards couldn't become a little bit of a Cinderella in the Atlantic? Well, I, I think it's a kind of a tier system in the Atlantic for me before we see any games played. And again, this, it, it'll change once the season starts because it always does. But I do think the Clemson-NC right. State wake, put them in whatever order you want. I, I think that's Tier A. But I think Tier B with Boston College, Florida State, and Louisville, I think they can cause a problem. I do. I think they are all got talented quarterbacks, the way they played in the second half of the season, what they've got coming back in terms of the percentages of on the offense and defensive side. And, you know, Syracuse at home in the Dome, when you got Tucker and if the crowd gets going and they get off to a good start, we mentioned how you know that home schedule is so top-heavy that Syracuse can get some momentum early if they can. That first game is humongous with Louisville. I mean, it's right out of the gate for both right. of them. So uh, I do think that Tier B, if you will, can cause a problem. And I said this to Luganville the other day. It will not surprise me if Louisville – if Boston College and Florida State beat the three in front of them, and which would be NC State, Wake, Clemson. Wow. I, I, I think you're going to see Tier B do some damage eventually to Tier A. And how that's going to affect the race will be fascinating. I keep harping on this. I think the Atlantic Division in the ACC is going to be outstanding. Yeah, right. I've been harping on that for months and months and months, and I'm kind of curious to see yep. at what point in time the rest of the nation says, you know what, this ACC Atlantic Division is pretty good now. I mean, you got three top 15 teams mm -hmm. and the other three that are causing problems, and Syracuse, as you said, could have very well the best running back in the country. Mm -hmm. So... Just keep in mind, the Atlantic Division is going to be fun this year. It really is. I think the uh, – let me ask you this, and this, this is something I was kind of messing around the other day with. If you start looking at the Atlantic, and I think you've identified the six schools, and there's no ruling out Syracuse if they get off to a really good start and build momentum and can stay healthy, right? And their defense is kind of poised to be pretty good, I think, with some of those kids they've got back on that side. All right, so take that side. And then you think about where those top three and middle three are you just identified in those two tiers. Then is it incumbent upon, let's say, Miami and Pittsburgh are those one, two, two, one in the, in the coastal. So 
in a, in a box, you've got potentially five teams, Clemson, NC State, Wake Forest, Miami, and Pittsburgh, okay? We start with a five that could potentially be in the top 25 at some point relatively quick in the, in the college football season, right? Yep. I mean, given some of the games on the table, things like that, if things go the way the ACC needs them to go early – you could end up with five teams in the top 25, let's say inside of two weeks, okay? Pack is five going to be enough? Do you need to have more of a sample size of this league for this league to take the next step in that light? Well, I think it's more than just the five. I think it's the whole league, uh, the narrative. Right. I mean, like, for example, you didn't mention Florida State because you don't think they're going to be a preseason top 25. However, Florida State, LSU in New Orleans is the kind of game I'm talking about mm-hmm. that changes narratives, right? Those are the kind of games. When Miami yep. plays Texas A&M, those are the games that change narratives. You know, we're going to hear a lot about TVD. We've heard a lot about Coach Cristobal. We've heard about the staff. All right, Miami, tag, you're it. You're going to go play another team yep. who I've heard about since I was two years old that this is their year, and that's Texas A&M. To my knowledge, they haven't won a natty since I've been alive. But they've got great fans. It's in a great environment. Jimbo Fisher can coach. We know that. He won a national championship at Florida State. They've recruited like nobody's business. That's certainly been well documented with the SEC you know, telling everybody else how they're cheating and buying guys. Shut up. Just go play. Let's go. So that game will be a big deal. Those are the kind of games. When Pittsburgh, the ACC's defending champ, gets Tennessee at home, that is one of those narrative-defining kind of games that you got to win. So, I, Wes, I think it goes a lot deeper than just the five you think that are going to be ranked. It goes to everybody in the league. Everybody. You've got to start winning games of note. When all of a sudden you look down, if you're a fan, you go, hey, we get Purdue. Now, that may not be one of those games where people go, oh, man, Purdue, they're not any good. Yes, they are. Purdue's going to be really good in the Big Ten. Yeah. Those are the kind of games, you know, when you get them on your schedule, when Virginia goes and plays at Illinois, not that Illinois is a world beater, but it's a Big Ten team. You took them to the woodshed last year. Tony Elliott's taken over. Those are those kind of games you circle and you go, you know what? It does matter that you win these games. Whether you're yeah. a team with a number beside your name or not, the league's got to do a better job in that department. That's for everybody. Yeah. I think the other part you mentioned, and I'm glad you said something about Florida State uh, and LSU early, because I do believe that's a game where one of those brands we talk about, and you want those brands to be good, that brand right there, to post a win like that early, that would move the needle. That would really move the needle because, you know, even though Brian Kelly's first year and LSU was down and the Orgeron drama played out and all that, a win like that from Mike Norvell pushes them back up the hill toward where they want to be. Without question. Time. And without a doubt. And it's reciprocated. I mean, no disrespect, LSU's been pure garbage the last two years. And it's not mm-hmm. that, you know, 2019 team, which was one of the best teams I've ever seen, and they were awesome. Sure. But that environment, LSU fans are incredible. Uh, they've got tradition. they got right. history. they got pride. So does Florida State. I mean, you want to go see banners? We got those. Mm-hmm. You want to see a cool mascot, a great marching band, and a fan base that's hungry to win again? Hey, ditto. They're both kind of perfectly suited. And it's the kind of game that really, as we sit here at the end of June, you have no idea what that thing's going to look like. If I said to you, hey, the final score is 
34-24, you'd go, okay, who won? Right? Who won? I mean, I, I don't know. But that's the beauty of college football. It's the beauty of sports. But it's yeah. what the ACC has to start doing on a consistent basis, winning marquee Power 5 games. Whether you think LSU is a world beater or not, Illinois, Purdue, I mean, those are the kind of games Tennessee's on the schedule. you got to win those games. You have to. It's the only way to change the narrative. Yep. All right. Sit tight. When we come back, more of your phone calls, 844-SAY-ACCN. Thursday edition of Packer and Durham continues from the basement and Cartersville, America. Next. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Packer and Durham on a Thursday. 844-SAY-ACCN, the number for the program. Link Jared of Florida State. Got to get used to saying that. Link Jared of Florida State coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, we're closing the gap now. You, you've got us up 10,000 views in an hour and 40-some minutes here. Jared Lewis. Did. Again, we got the find. We have till tomorrow. So get the word out. Go online. Twitter cost you nothing <laughs> if you're not a Twitter follower at ACC Network at ACC Network and we you know if you want to show your appreciation for the show just watch just click the view we, we were 90,000 behind some squirrel running four years ago and it's a Louisville football game that's embarrassing uh. I mean, we, we feel like we've done better work than that so if you really want to show appreciation that's how we're going to measure it Show your love. Oh, we picked up 10,000 right. votes on the squirrel in the last uh, less than two hours. All right. Steve in Virginia gets us cranked up. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, I'm really going to miss your show. Well, Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But, you know, I think you'll find something better to do with your life uh, from 7 to 10. Uh, I well, be that's the whole three hours yeah. I got fell in. But... Uh, I didn't want to say this. I'm a, I'm lagging, I'm lagging a little bit. Uh, you were discussing how great the students were that you interviewed from the ACC. I got a bachelor's and master's from Virginia Tech, PhD from Duke, professor at Georgia Tech for 25 years. So academics wow. was an important part of my life. So a couple years ago, I took the U.S. News and World Report rankings of universities in the United States and the ACC by far is the highest ranked academic conference better than the hmm. Pac-12 better than the Big Ten which are excellent academic but if you look at the number of schools in the top 50 the ACC has more you look at the average rankings of the entire conference uh, the ACC has better overall academic rankings according to U.S. News and World Report. And that's seldom talked about. But the ACC is the Ivy League of the Power Five conferences. Of course, the Ivy League is the best. So I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing that. Ivy League is the best academic. But as far as the Power Five, ACC is the Ivy League. 
Well, I think the balance of athletics and academics is is what uh, has been something that's been part of the ACC DNA for a very long time. And it doesn't mean you you can't find that in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or wherever you happen to look. I mean, there's a lot of great academic institutions that also put an emphasis on the fact we want our athletics to be good. But it's kind of a standard in this league. And, uh, you know, some folks get turned off by, but, oh, it's just snobbery. Whatever whatever makes you happy, man. But that is what this league is always been about and you know we talked about the seven yep. different teams that won national championships this year the ACC and the Big 12 were tied for first in that department as far as athletic hardware goes but you're spot on from the academic standpoint and that's what again I think separates this league yep. and when you see the student athletes come on here and they're so good and they have great conversations with you you just don't quite frankly see that as consistently on other conference networks as you do on this particular show and this network yeah Hey, Steve, thank you. That's very kind. Congratulations. Teamwork. Yep, absolutely. Future Texas, guys. Man. Okay. Up. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Griff in North Carolina next. Griff. Morning, guys. Buongiorno. How you doing? Buongiorno. Yeah. I'm the guy that played back in the 70s for NC State, back in the old Bo, Bo Ryan era. Also, the guy that had breakfast wow. with Frank Howard down at Clemson. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun with. I yeah. got two questions for you guys. First okay. one is, surely okay. something's going to come on that's going to make me have to go back and watch that junk on ESPN mornings for the ACC, because I do love it. And two, which one of y'all ticked the other okay. one off so bad y'all can't stand seeing each other in the morning? <laughs> well, well, number two is a non-issue. No, number two's got nothing that's to do not with anything. That's, in, in fact, that's we got nothing to do with it. We hate each other so much. I'm going to go pick Wes up at the airport tonight. We're going to go uh, have dinner, and then he's going to spend the night at my house. That's how much we hate each other. So that's, that, yeah. that, that's yeah. a non-issue. That's so Wes will be back that's in the West it. Durham suite tonight, having his own floor and yeah. making a mess of things in the house. So that that's not an issue. And as far as uh, the programming stuff goes, to be honest with you. We're really not at liberty to discuss it because it's going to be announced at some point in time later on. But again, I'll just tell you, stay tuned. If you're an ACC fan, uh, while this show this show will go away tomorrow, mm-hmm. moving forward, you're more. still going to see Wes. You'll still see me. It'll be in mm-hmm. different formats and so forth. But I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the, with the new and improved ACC network, which is coming your way. So uh, all I'll just tell you as a tease is stay tuned. And thank y'all for making my morning since I've been retired. You got it. We appreciate oh, it very much. Thank you, Griff. Appreciate it. Breakfast with Frank Howard. Let's go to. Uh, let's go to. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to do it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go hey, ahead. Hey, Griff. Go ahead. Hey, Griff, I'll tell you what you do in your mornings. Quit calling those two fools on television. That'd be the best thing you ever do in your, in your life. To, why are you worried about what those fools are doing? By the way, you going to eat them potatoes? <laughs> go ahead, Wes. <laughs> All right. Lee in Virginia. Lee, good morning. <laughs> good morning. I just want to thank you all for bringing so much joy and education to our family and your ACC audience each and every day. My wife is really going to miss your show. Mark, 
she really liked how you intertwine your family stories and also emphasis on thank you notes, which is such a great yep. trait for all. And she yep. also really loved the effect of UVA, uh, which she is obviously a grad and also our son, Lee. In conclusion, oh, cool. I just want to see hmm. you start off our day with positive energy. In appreciation of y'all's work, I want to sincerely pass on an invitation to play golf up in Charlottesville. And Mark, I can, I've got plenty of real estate agents I can introduce you to. But now in, in we're talking. Serious, yeah, there we go. But on a serious note, you know, life is short. And y'all bring a lot of great values to our audience, our mutual audience and friends. And uh, really do want to extend a sincere invitation for you and Wes to come play golf, Farmington Country Club. And Mark, you know who I'm going to invite is our fourth, who I know will gladly accept um, one of your idols and a basketball legend at UVA. So, Barry Parkhill or Ricky Stokes? Because Ricky Stokes, I think, is still back for his last year at Virginia this year. I think Tony Bennett plans on using him as a sixth man, Ricky Stokes. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But, yeah, Barry's great. He's such a great gentleman, and he is so respected by everybody. And I know he would enjoy – um, playing golf with you. I actually had a quick story on that. I gave him a golf ball after having lunch with Lee and I. And you remember his jersey number? 40. Park Hill's jersey number. Barry 40. Park Hill wore 44. No? 40. 40. 40. 40. 40. And that was our son's uh, jersey in high school. So I had a bunch of golf balls that had previously made up that said, Go Who's number 40. So I realized the uh, coincidence. So I gave Barry a nice sleeve, and he was so fired up about that. So, um, but that's a funny story. But he's a great gentleman. But with, sincerely, thank you all for what you've done. Um, for the, We're looking forward to the new show. I'm glad to hear that uh, because you brought a lot of positive energy to our family early in the morning. And uh, thank you. And that invitation sincere so. hey lee do you thank you lee real quick do you know paul rents you know paul at all i don't i don't i tell you um, okay. yeah. all right well yeah and wes i gotta respect you being a george i graduated from georgia coach tarasinski is one of my great friends and was a mentor to lee to get into long snapping so coach joe t who's now living down out in alpharetta yeah but uh yeah, yeah. So we no, Joe T. is a good man. I knew his uh, knew his son a little bit, and um, I, you know it's amazing. Uh, I <laughs> I tell people this and they laugh. I got uh, I, I got as many friends now. I was with Corey Phillips, the former Georgia quarterback, and uh, Ronnie Brown, who played at Auburn last week at an event. And I tell everybody all the time, I was blessed to work at Georgia Tech for eighteen years, and now I got friends that play college football everywhere. It's just amazing. It's a, it's a real blessing. Uh, in in my life, so thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. I hope we get that tea time at Farmington. Pack will sit in a cart and drink bourbon and criticize our swings, but outside of that, we'd be well. That's state. that's not true. I will not sit in a golf cart drinking bourbon. I'll be in the club drinking bourbon while you idiots go out there and make <laughs> fools of yourselves. <laughs> When we come back, we will get to uh, more of your calls. But on the other side, and we've changed colors. But what a homecoming it is for Link Jarrett. Yeah. We will talk to the new head baseball coach at Florida State in the Power Hour, of course, next on Packer and Durham. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. 
Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.